Welcome to Love, Lust and the Devil. This is your host Piper Blush, yes, and we are also broadcasting live on WTPRradio.com. If you haven't done it yet, well, go get your backstage pass. It's free for a limited time only. Mm-hmm. And that's on WTPRradio.com. Oh, well, for everybody else tuning in, we are also live on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube, of course. Do you want to actually participate in this whole love, lust, and the devil? Because we have a special guest, mm-hmm, so don't go anywhere. Well, you can, yes, you'll be able to call in at the toll-free number. Mm-hmm, that is it right here yeah 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 indicated in the video and of course there's also the live chat yeah that's on youtube at the piper blush radio show if you want to make sure to ask all of your questions and for us yes us because i have a guest mm-hmm, or more like a co-host well you'll be able to drop it in there mm-hmm. it's free all you need to do is actually log in to your very own youtube channel mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Piper, what are we going to be talking about this evening? I got something special for you. Yeah, I got an actual person. Yeah, again, uh-huh. it's not Suki, it's not anybody else. No, it's an actual woman. Mm-hmm. Her name is April and she has the podcast April in Paris. Yeah, the MILF edition. Let me redo that. The MILF edition. Now, she actually told me to say this, mm-hmm, so it's all good. Yes, this is her title for the show because she co-hosts with me this evening. Well, you'll get to get to know her, mm-hmm, get to know her podcast, get to know her life. And if, if, just if you are getting out of a relationship, you are recently divorced, this is probably going to be some good tips for you. If not, don't worry, it might just happen to you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it happens to kind of a lot of people these days. So, or maybe you have a friend, maybe you have yourself, I don't know, somebody like that. And it would be good to get some tips before it all happens. There's also going to be many, many other subjects that we will, well, dive deep into. Mm-hmm. So you better just stay there and relax. Enjoy the show. It's all going to be super cool. Now, because there was a huge store snowstorm, mm-hmm, snowstorm here in Vancouver, April is actually broadcasting live from her very own place. You'll see this lot of beautiful art and she is really beautiful this evening. But, 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 uh-huh. she's going to be here with us. Don't worry, yeah, we are there together. So we will be taking your phone calls together, taking your comments together, and doing everything together. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm, perfect. Let's go to April. Well, good evening, April. How are you doing? Hello, Piper. So happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. So we were talking a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody was there. It was just the two of us. Super cool. <laughs> and well let me introduce you a little bit i want i want people to know your story because it's so interesting now you've started this podcast called april in paris when did you start it i started the podcast in january so it's very very new and very very fresh (laughs) so fresh that's amazing (laughs) and you were telling me about well all these episodes you did and that this is actually because well Oh, you had so many stories and you decided to kind of put them in podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. So I have been traveling to Paris very recently. Um, I visited Paris three times in one year since my separation. And because my kids were older, 
I just felt like I had more time to go travel solo on my own. And every time I would come back, I would tell stories to my friends that they thought were very exciting. And the more stories I, I told them, um, some were very encouraging and said, you should start a podcast. Oh. And they kept telling me that for a year and I was too shy or I didn't know how. And one day I just said, okay, it's, it doesn't sound that difficult. So I'm just going to explore and see how easy it is. And it was super easy on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And um, because it, it, it made it easy, I've, I thought, well, maybe I'll just record some of my stories so that I don't have to repeat myself <laughs> over and over again. And I can just send my friends to the podcast. <laughs> really, All the new stuff is there. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, I got this story, but it's, it's on Spotify. So you go listen to it there and then you come back and we talk about it over a glass of wine. <laughs> exactly. And I can tell you more behind the scenes that I don't necessarily say on the podcast, uh-huh. but I don't hold back too much. Not too much? Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what, what draw you to Paris? I feel like had an obsession with Paris almost my whole life. And um, I speak French, je suis bilingue, mm-hmm. uh, since elementary school. And when I was married, I feel like I just put that off to the side and didn't speak French. But I had always had this dream to visit Paris And so finally, on my 40th birthday, my mom said, we're going to go to Paris. And with my mom and my 10-year-old daughter, it was my first time. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I landed, I just felt like so at home, so comfortable. Like finally, my dream of coming here was true. And um, I knew I would definitely be be back. I felt very comfortable Um, being in Paris and my French improved so much. Oh, it's yes. like, you know, even though I didn't speak French for 20 years, it suddenly came back oh. and I was navigating around the streets um, very easily. Wow, that's wonderful. I mean, yeah. to get all of these, I, I'm sure that's why your friend told you, well, your friends told you to do this podcast because it is kind of a story that makes you well, want to go in and do that dream that you've been holding back on like forever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the, the main message that I want to tell people is you don't have to wait till your 40th birthday. Maybe, you know, you can achieve this sooner or what are you waiting for? Maybe you'll never have the opportunity. Um, if you wait till your kids are grown, it might be too late. Mm. So really, if, if you have a chance to go, just go for it. And then you'll know and you can get it out of the way and realize, you know, maybe there is another dream. After that, maybe you can keep dreaming and and have bigger dreams. So this is what it has turned out to out to be. I love what you said about this is a there's another dream because that's true. If you only have like this one dream, you keep it in your mind and then it takes up all the space. So there's no place for other dreams. But if you actually accomplish this dream then you can move on to another one and another one. Of course. So your life can just be one big, amazing dream (laughs) and living it, living it instead of just thinking about it. You know, that's what I find, find too, is we have no problem talking about it or daydreaming about it. Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is more the action that you take towards it. So you've taken all the actions so far. I mean, you're here because of all of this. (gasps) I think it's in my nature. I'm an action taker. I'm an Aries. 
um, yeah, I, I get a little bit impatient. Hmm. So I want to know, I want to have that experience instead of, you know, if you tell me, you know, I have something to tell you like tomorrow. I'm like, tell me now. <laughs> we just want to know. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just be thinking about what you have to tell me. And it's probably not even that big of a deal. But oh. Okay, yeah. but you'll kind of, yeah, you'll kind of make it. It's going to stay in your mind, so you'll make it that big of a deal if you don't know it right away. Yeah, just get over with it. Rip the band-aid. Rip the band-aid. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. <laughs> oh, okay, I like yours. It's a bit more more actually positive. Don't tease me. <laughs> yeah. But then you can also tease me. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we, we, we are going to talk about, well, the Dom teasers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, how, would you, how would you define that? Like a, a Dom that teases... Oh, the pleasure doms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Affectionate doms? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something I I feel like I stumbled across um, this type because I didn't know it existed. Okay. I didn't know that uh, there are men out there who really find joy in giving mm-hmm. and not so much receiving. I think many women assume, oh, men just you know, want sex. They just want a blowjob and have their orgasm Mm -hmm. and be done. Um, But, you know, thankfully, (laughs) thankfully there are men out there who find as much pleasure and joy in in giving Mm -hmm. and they are givers. So when I realized that they exist, I quickly uh, rewrote my dating profile (laughs) and said, I am looking for givers. Okay. Uh, and that's how you define for, them. Yeah, there's givers and receivers. So I'm a receiver, um, just like there are men out there who are receivers, and that's okay. But two receivers together are not okay. <laughs> Nothing oh, happens. <laughs> okay. And okay, so for, from your experience, let's say, because some people are listening to us and they probably are working on their dating profiles. So yes. wh- what would you tell them to write on this dating profile? What has worked for you so far? So um, my friends and I have looked at each other's profiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I can see works really well is when you're very specific okay. about what you enjoy, um, what your sense of adventure looks like. So don't be so general and say, I like fun and oh. adventure. Okay, because someone's idea of fun and adventure could be very different from mine. My idea is not camping or fishing <laughs> or hiking. <laughs> okay. You know, my idea of fun and adventure is traveling and hotels and, you know, luxury spas. And not all, only that, but just maybe visiting new places, mm-hmm. discovering um, new, new, new restaurants together. So um, the, the unknown Right. And mm-hmm. when you write that in your profile, uh, I think it's important that if you're reading this, you're trying to visualize and imagine yourself being with this person. So oh. how do you like to end the day? Do you like to like I can see your fireplace? Do you mm-hmm. want to end your day cuddling with your partner in front of a warm fireplace? Oh. And when you're specific and detailed like that. I, I would ask myself, can I imagine myself doing this? Mm-hmm. And if I can, then I would feel it's a good match. Wow. I had never thought about dating profiles that way, but it makes so much sense. It mm. really does. 
that way you kind of get a you really get the picture you get like the movie <laughs> exactly so if you paint the picture of what an experience with you would be like mm -hmm. maybe for a typical day or a date mm -hmm. um, I would read that and say yeah I think I would really enjoy this setting with this person talking about things we you know have in common so I, I think that would be a good match and and if they're talking about things that really don't align with my own interests and mm -hmm. my own values um, then it's not a match and that's okay too okay and which app have you tried which app do you prefer for for dating um, I'm on three or four apps okay and the most successful one where I have met uh, really nice men who've actually turned into very good friends too mm -hmm. uh, is Bumble okay and then Tinder is there Tinder is great for traveling because mm -hmm. it's more based on proximity and who's around so this is a funny story I was actually on a cruise ship from from Athens to Barcelona mm -hmm. and I didn't turn off my location on my cell phone <laughs> Okay. So by the time I got all the way to Barcelona, we had stopped through Italy, France, you know, Spain and Greece. And my Tinder was just lined up with a hundred men <laughs> in five different countries that I had not known were there. And when I looked at it, when I got home, I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these beautiful, gorgeous men. And I didn't have an opportunity to see them, but... Who knows? But, Maybe but, I can still match. And that's a that's a good story, sir. If ever you're going on a cruise or something like that is happening, you should actually kind of leave that open because you can get a man in every port. Really exactly. Much. And if you're just there for the day, you know, you might just very well have your own personal tour guide. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> All right, April. I'm just going to go look in the live comment section, see who we have here. Okay. Okay. So there's Kirsten Sanders who says, hello, April, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kirsten. We have Wayne Phil who says he just finished karaoke and he's here now. Wayne is a uh, well, an actual supporter of the show and he's always on. He's probably going to call tonight. <laughs> he's a good one. Kirsten Sanders okay. says he don't. He doesn't use app really. He prefers to well meet women when he goes out. Have you tried that? Do you, have you tried like to go in bars, or is that not your thing? So that's difficult for me because, um, well, I don't have a wedding ring, mm -hmm. and usually if I go to a bar or restaurant, I might be with a, a friend, a girl or a guy, mm -hmm. and I don't feel that. Maybe it's hard to approach someone when we're with somebody. Okay. Um, so I don't know if there's always like an opening, but when I am traveling solo, then I do um, go to restaurants by myself or go around by myself. But I don't know if I put myself out there so much um, to the point where people know I'm single. Because oh. oh. I don't openly flirt um, oh. in person. I'm still getting used to this. Okay, yes, so that is true. Nobody knows this, that, but it's it's yeah. new. Okay, how long have you been back on the wagon, on the dating scene? <laughs> so I was married for 21 years, and um, I've been single for two years. Okay. So dating and meeting people in person is 
meeting people is never an issue. I can, whether it's business or friendships or networking, no problem. But the moment that I'm attracted to somebody, like I said, I just turn into a 14 year old girl and I fumble my words and I get all hot and nervous and shaky. And I don't know, maybe it's that fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I really try to push myself and, 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 if I like someone, I'll say hi, but okay. I don't know if they think that I'm so bold and uh, want something else from them. Does that okay. make sense? Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. So you think it's maybe it's maybe going on too strong in, in that sense or? Either too strong or not strong enough. Like it can't oh. find that happy balance. Okay. And do you think yeah. that's just because, well, you haven't practiced enough or do you think that's maybe just because it's not your style? Um, maybe I'm very, I'm too dependent on, on the apps mm -hmm. and being behind a screen yeah. uh, to be more flirty and playful and sexy. Okay. Well, that has worked well for you. So why, why take, take it out? <laughs> just, just keep that. Et même en français. Quand même je parle en français, français je peux faire le flirt. Mais oh, en oui? anglais, c'est un peu plus difficile. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, alors, vous pouvez plus flirter en français. Vous croyez que la langue française, c'est plus romantique, plus sensuelle? Oui, oui. Et peut-être je me sens pas comme moi-même. Oh. Je me sens que je suis une, une différente personne. Une différente à April. Oui. Donc, avril. Vous pourriez dire avril. Oui, avril. <rire> c'est avril. Oh, avril magnifique. à Paris. Avril à Paris. Oh, oui. let me just translate that for, for some of us who aren't bilingual. So, what April was saying is that actually, well, she likes to go on the dating apps and, well, she feels like flirting is good in French for her because she feels like a different her. Uh -huh. So, for those of you out there who actually speak two languages, do you think that sometimes you would favor using your second language or just another language because... You feel that maybe you can get all of these things out that are not associated to your, let's say, true identity or to all of these like baggage that you have. Uh -huh. You can call in right now. 1-888-614-5006 to tell me in April if you have kind of a Don Juan uh -huh, in another language. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> But that does make sense. Yeah, the... the The kind of, well, we talked about this in one of the other shows I did in Love, Lust and the Devil, but some people like to wear like costumes or like to do role play to get out of their kind of normal identity to, to become these uh, sexual beings or these sensual beings. Mm. That's true. That's true. So my version of role play is to speak another language. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and so beautiful. <laughs> And you've chosen French. And I mean, it's the language of love, romance. It's the, well, it's the language of politics too, but we won't, we won't say that. <laughs> well, I think it's very surprising when I am in Paris because, first of all, you don't see too many Asians there that are not working in an Asian restaurant or Chanel and Prada. Oh, really? So when men meet me, they're pleasantly surprised that Number one, um, I'm an Asian who uh, speaks French. Mm -hmm. And number two, that I'm Canadian. Oh. So they love this novelty of, you know, Canadians are so nice and friendly and tell me about Canada. So they're so excited already just to meet someone new. Mm -hmm. 
And the cherry on top is that I also speak French. Yeah. And they do have, I think, the French for like the French Canadians. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like <laughs> the new country. So they feel they feel kind of a sense of, I don't know, cousinship or something like that. Yeah, maybe it's like the same for us and the UK or Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, we have a caller. Okay, give me one moment. Welcome to Hell's Love Line. This is Piper Blush and April. Who is this? This is Kirsten Sanders. Wonderful. Good evening, Kirsten. How are you? I'm doing all right about you. I'm well. Let me just ask April if she can hear you all right. Can you yes. hear all right? Okay. I can perfect. hear you, Kirsten. Wonderful. Hi, uh, hey, April. How are you? Great. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Did you have any questions for us, Kirsten, this evening? Um, yes, I'd like to um, say that if you are, you know, single and you're just shy to, like, put yourself out there, mm -hmm. I mean, would you try, you know, baby steps to just, you know, sort of, you know, be comfortable of showing yourself to the, you know, single people out there. Oh, so do you mean, okay, how would April maybe have some uh, tips for you to slowly get out there? Maybe through dating apps or other things like that. April, do you have any tips? Well, I would wonder if um, you have a dating profile and the number one tip I would like to all men to know is it's important to have good pictures. Mm. And pictures are really the only way we can identify with someone or see if there's even just a physical attraction because we don't know you yet. So all we really have to go by is your photo. And what I love seeing in a photo is um, that it's clear, that it shows your face, that you're smiling, um, maybe your eyes. Like a lot of women will say the eyes are really important And, you know, it's the window to your soul. So if you can find pictures that really show you in your best light, I feel like that's just in itself going to get good attention. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, for the rest, you can add information that you feel um, is a good representation of what you like and what you like to do for mm -hmm. fun and your hobbies and what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. oh. So. Those okay. are just very basics. Well, that's a good roundup, Kirsten. So yeah. no sunglasses for you in your profile pic. So yeah. <laughs> just keep your eyes... No sunglasses <laughs> and no baseball hats. Oh, and no baseball caps. So no caps, no nothing like that. No sunglasses. Take a good picture and then put it out there and just wait. You don't need to go on any dates. Like if you want to do baby steps, you can just leave the profile there and uh, kind of just chat with people over the internet. You don't need to actually go somewhere. You can... You can tease, can you, April? You can kind of play with it a little bit. For sure. I think it's important you have, you know, a couple of conversations. And then when you feel ready, you can have a video call. Mm. So then you can actually see the energy of the person, you know, when you see their face and their mannerisms and how comfortable they are. So that's another baby step oh. uh, before even meeting. 
Yeah, so that gives you a few things, Kirsten. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's what I answered, you know, my question. But the thing is, for me, I don't pretty much do day in and out. I, I do, like, a couple of selfies to, like, you know, have, you know, some fun with, you know, or taking selfies. Mm-hmm. Like, I had one selfie where I was wearing, you know, a cap and another one where I'm wearing my glasses. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes I take, you know, photos of myself not wearing a cap and sunglasses. Just, you know, having some of us on my face and just put, you know, some profile pictures on, you know. Mm -hmm. I just thought of another tip. Yes, go ahead, April. What what did you thought about? For all the men out there, um, if you're working on your Mm -hmm. profile, consult one of your female friends whether it's your sister or a cousin, and just have them look at your pictures and give it a thumbs up. So if a girl approves, then you know the rest of the women are more likely to swipe right. <laughs> swipe <laughs> right. Swipe right. <laughs> well, do you see, Kirsten, you already have a little bit of a homework there. So try to find the ones where you don't have any sunglasses, no caps, a good one where you're smiling, So no caps, no sunglasses, smiling. Put it out there and just just wait. Just wait. That's the first step. You don't need to do anything else. You just put it out there, write a little description, and then you can change the description tomorrow. But actually, it will be done. So you'll be okay. And that's your homework. Are you ready? You're going to go and do it tonight? Uh, Totally. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Can't do that. I'd rather do video call because I'm pretty much more comfortable seeing beautiful women's faces and mm. okay. just, you know, having those conversations. That's all. That's understandable, yeah. Kirsten. Well, thank you for asking a question to me and April, and thank you for calling. It was great to hear you, and you know you can always call back from Monday to Saturday. Thanks, Kirsten. Have a great okay. one. Uh, I, might call, I might call in tonight, though. Okay, perfect. You know, to get my tips and stuff. Okay, okay. great. Have a great evening, Kirsten. Uh, you too, Piper. See you, April. Bye for now. Okay, we have another caller. Let's see. Hell's Loveline. This is Piper Blush. Who is this? Oh, this is Desiree. Sorry? Desiree. 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 Okay, Desiree. Like Desiree in French. I'm not French, but Sure. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Well, good evening, Desiree. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. Wonderful. Did you have a question for April or myself, or did you just call in to well, yes. state an opinion? Go ahead. I have um, a couple questions for April. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm an older um, divorce. And I'm looking to get back into the um, the market. Okay. Yes. And I'm just wondering, is there, at my age, um, is it going to be hard finding dating younger men and finding younger men on dating sites? <laughs> Desiree, you will have no problem finding younger men. If you are... A woman over 40, if 
you are a mother even it doesn't matter um younger men really desire <laughs> women like you women like us and it's a lot more common than we think so if you just increase your age range to maybe i don't know how old you are but if you're over 40 i'd say you can go down to 30. you can make your age range what's from the youngest guy you've ever dated <laughs> i don't know if you can call it dated but <laughs> the youngest for me uh i'll say was 28 until I found out someone lied to me and I thought he was 36, but he was 26. Oh. But my cutoff Ooh. was, it, my cutoff used to be 28 and now it's 33. Okay. Hmm. That's and I'm turning 49. I'm turning 49 and 26 the younger? Go ahead, Desiree. And what's the difference um, sleeping with a younger man versus an older man? Um, the, the main difference is the energy, for sure. They have more vitality, more vigor, playful. And I guess it's just natural as men age that um, they don't, their stamina isn't quite as high or uh, strong as it used to be. Okay, so you've felt a difference. You've seen differences there, April. Yes. Okay. Um, Any other questions, Desiree? Well, no, that's it. Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> Love you both. Put Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Put yourself you out there. It. You can do it. Thank you for calling, Desiree. <laughs> Thanks. Have Bye -bye. a great evening. Bye. Bye. Wonderful. This was Desiree with many, many questions. Well, it's good that she actually asked these questions, April, because you were talking to me about these questions. And they are, I think, more uh, well, more feminine oriented. Yeah, more how how do I do? I've just I just divorced and I don't feel, let's say, my my myself. You need to refine an identity, I guess. How how did that all go for you? Well, I guess after being married for so long, for over 20 years with the same person, um, I just shut down a side of myself, like the sexual being that I was, and closed myself off from um, that feeling of being desired by other men. And I was always surrounded by, you know, men who were great friends, mm -hmm, but... Mm -hmm. It was a completely different landscape when when you're single. Okay. And I, I felt like I was just enjoying myself and uh, having an opportunity to discover um, new territory mm -hmm. and learn things about what I like or what I don't like and um, being open to just different styles. I mean, we were talking about... Um, our friends from Trafel mm -hmm. doing events about what is your sex type. And that was such an enlightening experience to know that I do have a sensual side that I never really got to practice. And, and when you know that there's other people out there who share the same style and you find each other, mm -hmm. it's really magical actually. Wow. And so, okay, you've been a few, uh, you've been to a few of the Trafel events. Have you? 
yes, I help I help to facilitate the events as well. Oh, well, tell us more about that because I don't know that much about it. I just talked to Lisa a little bit, but she she has kind of done a survol. But you go ahead, you you explain. So um, Lisa was seeing a sex therapist named Petra, who okay. introduced to us the idea of four sex types, similar to your love language. We all have a type um, of how we we desire sex, what turns us on and what turns us off. Mm -hmm. And so I facilitated one of the categories, which is actually my category, which is called the sensual or um, yeah, sensation. And for me, sensation means like all senses are, are being catered to. So the, the location, the setting, the visual, uh, visually like, you know, that my partner has mm -hmm. to have a visit, visual attraction. Um, candles, you know, with that smell good and the right lighting and, and an amazing playlist. See, so, so you could see how it's a multi-sensory experience, but that's not the case for everyone. Mm -hmm. You would assume it was, but some people don't care about candles or the setting. Okay, <laughs> okay. Looks like. I, yeah, some people me. can dumpster it. It's fine with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they just want like the physical or some just want like a connection where they would rather spend time talking to you for many hours instead of actually the act of sex. Okay. So, wow. So for myself, the sensualist, orgasm is not even the goal. The goal is just to experience um, pleasure on a multi-sensory level and you really just lose yourself um, and you get immersed and very intimate with, with your partner. Wow. Even though it's a casual partner, there's still that level of intimacy and sensation that you can experience together. Okay, so that's what you're looking for in a partner, any any partner. You need these these things to be there for you to be, what do you say, satisfied or? Well, for that um, that de for that desire and and that pleasure to be there, I really enjoy the long sensual foreplay. Mm. So we were talking about teasing, right? So I learned that. These new terminologies like edging, you know, take oh. me to the edge, but don't go all the way and let's save it for later and savor each moment. So it's those long lingering makeout sessions. Okay. Right? So it's not even like just the sex in itself. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, when when a partner, when my partner can can fill that, um, I guess, be a good partner for me mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. it's someone you want to see again and again and all right and so so you are seeing like a okay so you you were married now divorced and now so you're not looking to be in a monogamous relationship now are you no i would not jump into um, a serious relationship right away because I really feel I'm still in this discovery phase and I'm having too much fun, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't just want to settle down with one person. And I'm very transparent about that. So, you know, there's no, there's, there's no manipulation or there's no leading anybody on. But I, I kind of joke and say, like, just don't fall in love with me. Okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> Because actually... I'm going to be leaving. I'm, I'm probably going to be traveling and mm -hmm. won't be you know, in one place for more than three or four months. 
Well, as long as you're clear and honest about it, I think that's okay. You're not looking to hurt people and their feelings and everything like that. And well, a woman uh, named Crystal Powers, with whom I also <laughs> do some content, and she's also a friend, which is the MILF. Well, she said the same thing. She said because she's doing hot wifing with her husband, she said the the perfect type of man to do that with them is the one that doesn't fall in love because they don't want to break up. They want to stay together. So a bit the same thing, like no engagement there, just the discovery, the pleasure, and all of these other things that human being needs to do together. <laughs> But And I don't want to make the mistake that uh, I still have a deep connection with these men. Mm. It's just that there's several of them and not just one. Okay. So even, you know, when we're not together, uh, there's guys who will say, how are you and what have you been up to? Where are you traveling? Like, we're genuinely interested in each other, but mm -hmm. we don't have to get super personal. Like I would never ask someone if they were on another date. And okay. conversely, it's not, they're not in a position to ask me, you know, who I'm with or who else I'm with and how many other people I'm seeing. It's, I think we just all have to have trust and, and, and know that, you know, we're all being safe here. Yes, and there's not also that jealousy aspect because it does stay kind of on the casual side. And what do you go get? Because, well, there's many men, like you said. Do you have things that you need to go get from each of these men? I feel like um, the men I have connections with satisfy different parts of me. Okay. And it, first of all, it it's a very tall order to expect one man to be everything. <laughs> right. You know, there, there are men who have different talents and gifts and, <laughs> and sizes and colors and heights. So, so the variety is, is definitely great. Um, whether they're younger or from a different culture, some guys are funny. Some guys have a nice penis. Some guys are great at eating pussy. <laughs> some, some are very talented in certain areas, but not necessarily all areas. Okay. So I just told myself and I told my friends, until I find this one man that can really just knock my socks off <laughs> and blow my mind, then there won't be a need to look for others, right? Mm -hmm. if, if there's really, if all of that can come in one package, why would I need to look further? Okay, so you're staying open to that possibility while still exploring. Oh yeah, and and I don't want to um, mislead people into thinking that I'm super casual and very cold-hearted because I have fallen for some men and I have some who I hold very near and dear to my heart and mm -hmm. they make it clear to me that they don't want to be monogamous. So I'd rather keep them as a friend than lose them entirely. Okay. And that is a, there is kind of a new etiquette. Well, maybe it's been there for a while, but I've seen it because I've started the show Love, Lust and the Devil, which you are mm -hmm. all listening to right now. <laughs> but so there is this thing called the non-monogamous. And like, so, so would you say you are in a non-monogamous relationship with one of these partners or would you say you're polyamorous? Is there, is there a better way to describe you or do you not associate with any of these? I mainly describe myself as uh, casual, ongoing, non-monogamous. Okay. Casual, ongoing, non-monogamous. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Ideally, I think I'm, I'm looking for the top three partners at a time. 
Okay. And some people come and go, so they need to be replaced. So generally I'm playing with, yeah, four or five, but that doesn't mean it's um, consistent. Mm, all right. And well, I had kind of this subject yesterday, but now that you're kind of bringing it up, I want to ask now, mm -hmm. how many times a week? <laughs> so you have all these partners. Is it very demanding? Do you need to like uh, be with every one of them once a week or is it more rotating? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, so I went through some stages. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, when you're when you're brand new and, and you have a lot of energy and a lot of time, then there is time to see more people and get to know more people. But not everyone gets um, invited back. Okay. So mm -hmm. the ones who are uh, ongoing, I would say, I have known probably the longest for two years. And I might see him, you know, once every two or three months. Mm. Okay. And it depends whether I travel or they're traveling. We're still in touch. And um, I never like to burn any bridges. So even if, you know, I might not hear from them or they might not hear from me for one or two months, it just means we're busy in our lives. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't, I don't hold any grudges like oh how come he hasn't been calling me or texting me it's not like that at all I can still be very neutral about it and open mm -hmm. um so before I would say I was pretty active but now I might see one or two a week okay and uh, great that's wonderful so wonderful. <laughs> there's always room for someone new okay I, always room for someone that's, you did, the novel, that's the novelty <laughs> you didn't say you needed that that novelty one in your kind of this uh, this package yeah that's the excite that's the exciting one it's the the new discovery it's like um you know opening up a new box of chocolates You know, <laughs> what flavor is going to be there or, or am I going to like it? Um, maybe it's not a match, but I think I learn best through experience and uh, I'm getting, you know, pretty good at making good choices and, and vetting before we actually meet. There's a lot of conversations on video that happens just to make sure, you know, uh, I'm meeting the person that... <laughs> is, is going to be a better fit and not really waste our time. Oh, so what would you say is that process? So you do a few video calls before. So how does it usually go? So you swipe right and they swipe right. <laughs> and then, then what happens? There's a few of the exchanges, pleasantries. But if someone can catch my attention by being very intelligent and clever, mm -hmm. then they're going to move to the top of the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another bonus is if they speak French, they move to the top of the list. They move to the top too. Um, I'm not so keen on matching with people who are traveling through Vancouver, whether they're visiting, it'll say they're, they're in travel mode. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking for that. Uh, sometimes I would actually go meet people in, in their hotel room, like they're on a business trip. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty hot and it was almost a fantasy of mine. And I had done it twice and got that out of the way. So, okay. I'm over it. <laughs> so you're over it. It's over. It's done. It's Been there, system. done that, got a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check. Well, I mean, I say that like a checkbox, but for sure, I'm sure I'm also on someone's checklist. Right? Oh, definitely. Asian, check. Milk, <laughs> check. 
Yeah, I think it's it's a great way to look at it, April. Because of course people are gonna do the same to you. And and this this fantasy thing, once you do it, well maybe it's a fantasy that's gonna stay with you forever. Maybe it's gonna become like your kink. Maybe that's truly who you are inside, but maybe yeah. it was really just a fantasy. Maybe you realize it's not so much your thing, but because it was novelty, well you needed to try it. And that made it interesting. I I feel that the that element of risk is mm -hmm. also adding to the excitement when you're meeting someone for the first time and you don't know them. Mm -hmm. It's like, who could they be? But 90% of the time, it's such a very pleasant encounter. Wow. Yeah. And, and okay, so this, this new, this newness, this novelty, this new person. So would you say that this for you is really, so it's not stressful. So the stress doesn't win you over. Like this new encounter for you actually excites you more than it, um, it makes you anxious yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and do you think that is um that is from uh okay so you said that in trafel at one of the events the workshops you did this test to see which category you were like which sexual mm -hmm. category you were and is that kind of part of this category that you are in this excitement to new things yeah it's it's somewhat intertwined because um in in the exchanges, in the chats and sexting, um, people will say, you know, what do you like? And what turns you on? And if, if someone said, well, I don't like kissing, then I'd be like, well, this is not going to be a good match for me. Mm -hmm. But if someone says, oh, they love long makeout sessions, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to be more interested and wonder, I'm, I'll just have this curiosity this intense curiosity of um what would it be like to kiss them oh. and it's so innocent right it's just kissing someone but everyone has a style of kissing mm. and if i think i'm a good kisser and the guy claims to be a good kisser i want to to experience it for myself <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that yeah going and see it on your own okay i'm just gonna go in the comment section april because i see a few of them have popped in So let's see. Well, we have Lisa and Dave Chan who say, love April's comment about top three men and they need to constantly be replaced, lol. That's, that, yeah, that's Lisa and David from, <laughs> Lisa from Trafel, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, we have Texas Sea Turtle who says, hello April and Piper from Texas Sea Turtle <laughs> saying hi to you beautiful ladies. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. I'm having so much fun, Piper. Oh, well, wonderful. I'm having fun too. We have Bruce here from RD2 Production who says, oh yeah, I can make out for hours. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. We'll keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Piper, you wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss. Oh, that's Robert Sparling who's saying that Kiss is going to be in Vancouver. <laughs> so if ever you're interested, oh. April, do you like Kiss, their songs? Is no. that your style or not really? Um, not really my style, but I'm open to going. Oh, okay, cool. Perfect. So April is maybe open to going. <laughs> Anyone needs a date? Oh, buenas noches. That's from Robert. Well, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Mark Kneller says a picture is worth a thousand words. That makes sense. I think he was talking about like the online profile and dating and all that, how you should put something good on there. 
Well, thank Very. you so much for all of your comments, people. Don't forget that you can also call in mm -hmm, to give us your very, very own thoughts, opinion, comments, ask questions. It's all possible. And that's 1-888-614-5006. Because April has a lot more to talk about. Mm -hmm. April, so you said you do solo traveling, meaning you travel alone? Yes, I do. I travel alone and I really enjoy it because... I only have to worry about myself. <laughs> I never have to wait for anyone or I can go at my own pace, change my schedule, be spontaneous. Mm. It, it, the, the challenge, the biggest challenge is sitting in a restaurant by yourself. But I start talking to the waiters and the staff and the managers or the bartender and they're very friendly and accommodating. Oh, wow. That's great insight because it's true that when you're traveling alone, it's always the thing you're kind of scared of I guess well when I eat alone often it's not often but I kind of I guess I'm more um conscious about other people's that see me eating alone that I'm actually good eating alone I'm fine eating alone like it's it's not a problem but because there's people you're just like so self-conscious oh do they think I'm alone or what oh yeah and especially when you go to a restaurant and they'll say you know a table for two and you're like no just one and they're a little bit Oh, okay. That's different. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have our phones, so I guess that can keep us occupied to some extent. But one time I left my phone at the hotel and I felt really awkward. I didn't oh. know where to look. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. And not knowing where to look. Yeah, I, mm. I agree with that one. I agree with that. Maybe we're just so used to not eating alone. That's why. Mm. It's true, but um, I think that when the when the management know that you're eating alone, they make an extra effort to converse with you. Oh, okay. So you would definitely oh. recommend that to people to try it at least once in their life. I recommend it because you really have to get out of your comfort zone to talk to strangers, to ask for directions, and maybe even just talking to a store owner who's by themselves right can still be a very nice exchange mm. yeah i like that i like that because traveling is all about that i mean traveling is about going out meeting new people and when you do it alone well especially if you want to learn french well like you you want to go to paris because you want to well speak french but if you're there with anglophone people sometimes you'll just kind of stay in your own culture and not actually open up the more you are the more you tend to kind of stay together hmm. it's true and I'm lucky enough that I made some friends in Paris who um, are very helpful and supportive of me speaking French so they say you know with us you only speak French and they might even speak a little more slowly so that I can understand them so they're very nice and when I bring friends over to Paris such as Lisa and Paula like and they meet the local Frenchmen <laughs> it's so beautiful to see like the interaction because the men are speaking broken English, the women are speaking <laughs> broken French, yet somehow we really want to like connect and and have a good time together. So Oh, and how how did you meet Paula and Lisa? Um, I met Lisa through uh networking, um, a little mastermind among some mutual friends. And when she told me about um, this chocolate that... Oh, wait a second. Sorry. <laughs> we have a phone call. Mm -hmm. That's great. We'll, we'll get back to it later. Don't worry, Lisa. Hell's Loveline. This is Piper Blush. Who is this? 
Hey, this is Wayne. How's it going? Hey, Wayne. I'm going great. You're here with me in April, right here, right I'm now. April, how are you doing? Yeah. Great, thanks. Did you have any questions, Wayne, for April this evening? Oh, <laughs> yes, I do, <laughs> actually. Not someone gotta... I met. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe not. Okay. April said, I hope it's not someone I met. April, yeah. No, no, I, 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 I rarely leave Minnesota. I go to Cancun every once in a while, but that's mm -hmm. about it. So you're safe, April. It's not I've one of your lovers. Been, I've been to, <laughs> not a local. Yeah, I've been to Canada. I've been to Canada once when I was a kid when I had an ice cream. That was about it. Mm. <laughs> well, you're welcome back. You go ahead, Wayne, with your questions. Yeah, because you seem to you seem to okay, have a few so good ones. You guys, right, right, right. You guys were talking about um, like like um, the pictures on your profile mm -hmm. and what to, what to take. You know, make sure your hats off. Make sure they look at your eyes. Make sure they. Um, you know, do stuff like that. And, and then um, so that the person who is looking at you can actually see who you are and what you are. And you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you took some you great notes, about, right? Wayne. That's that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly <clears throat> it. <laughs> well, no, no, it's I was listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a good listener. Well, well thank you. Um, okay, so I... So I guess taking a picture next to my uh, wiener mobile would be probably bad, right? <laughs> okay, well, <Your> mobile. <laughs> April's not in on that. So yesterday, yesterday Wayne called, and well, he talked about well, we talked about the wiener mobile. Do you know this kind of wiener car? Okay, so it's an actual car. It's not. <laughs> it's not just a wiener. <laughs> Okay, and and this car this car is called the Wienermobile, and it's from a uh, Oscar Mayer. So it's a sausage company. Oh, it's yes. a Wiener it's company, familiar. and they have they have all of these cars to do with like branding, advertising, publicity everywhere. And Wayne almost bought one, so he almost bought one. And I was like, yesterday we talked about it for like too long. The fact that he should have gotten it because there was too many puns uh -oh. to be done with this Wienermobile and Wayne and the Wienermobile. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs for lifetime yeah hot dogs for lifetime you see april she loves hot dogs just like me it seems great i didn't know that about right, her yet right. <laughs> <laughs> so i was so having i guess having a having a wiener mobile kind of puts you off the dating side huh mm, what do you think april? maybe you want a girl with a sense of humor too mm, mm, that's doable what do you think, you, was, yeah we yeah, we talked, her and uh, Piper and I talked about this, and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. We were coming up with so many jokes about, about driving it around and stuff, and I think it would be just cool as hell. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you were to have the Wienermobile, then like April said, it would be part of you. That would be your thing. So you would need to showcase it. I mean, it, it, it would make sense to have it in your profile pic. Hmm. What do you think, April? Right, right. You put it there? Yeah. yeah. I think so. You'd have a lot of laughs. Well, I know it'd be kind of funny. Um, the other thing is, is that I was thinking, what if, uh, what if a guy like took a picture and he had um, like contacts with different colors of eyes? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen some or... profile pictures with filters, and that's not a very accurate representation. So. Personally, like okay. if, if a guy has blue or green eyes, you know, hopefully they're natural, but that's, that can be a really big turn on too. 
Okay, so what April is saying, Wayne, is you shouldn't like go too crazy on the filters or on the like the fake stuff because well then when you meet in real life you're kind of not disappointed but it's maybe not what you expected. Mm. It's a misrepresentation. Yeah. So <laughs> be yourself and you're gonna yeah. be fine. Right. I've I heard uh, another girlfriend say uh, some men would show up not as advertised. Uh, not so, as advertised. My one interpretation of that is men are putting pictures of themselves that were taken maybe two or five years ago or maybe even 10 years ago. Oh. And that's what they looked like, you know, maybe at their peak or when they were younger. But it's not an accurate representation of who they are today. Mm. So it's important that right. those pictures are recent. Okay. So recent picture, Wayne. Right. Recent picture. Right. Yeah. I had that, I had that problem, um, when I was dating, like, um, after I got divorced years ago, um, 2012, I had a couple of dates where this woman had a really nice picture of herself sitting in a restaurant and her and I met up, um, took me about, about 40 minutes to get out to her place or not her place, but an area where we would, you know, be in public and we can talk and everything. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when she was coming up, I didn't even recognize her because she's like, you know, a yeah. hundred pounds overweight. And, you know, she's Women are guilty she of that like, too, for sure. Yes. That's why you need, you need to be your authentic self, how you are. And you will find someone because April, you told me that you told me that you were actually well, surprised in a good way, but you were like, wow, there's, there's people for everybody out there. There are. So you don't need to hide yourself or to like, mask yourself i think um a, a myth a lot of women think too um post-divorce or when they're new to the dating scene is that they have to go to the gym you know lose 20 pounds before they're ready to date but i don't think so like really there there are men who like you know bigger women thicker women i describe myself as a mom bod so you know guys are like I don't want a girl who's too skinny. So really what I'm discovering is there's a type for everyone, mm -hmm. no matter what your size or shape, you know. Yeah. Well, wow, that's good. That's good yeah. advice. Plus, well, you're living it right now. So it's truthful. It's real I'm life a, story. Hmm. I'm a testimonial. Exactly. <laughs> a testimonial. <laughs> what do you think, Wayne? Does that, does that sound right? Yeah. Hmm? Right. Right. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I also, I also, um, like about, I would say about 10 years ago or something like that, I went out with a, um, a, I think she was Chinese woman. Okay. And, and she was, um, just incredible. Okay. In, I, in what I, way? Um, well, my, I told you about my ex-wife and how, how, you know, she likes to do whatever and she was, she's pretty good at almost everything yeah you said she was this, flexible this one, too yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, very flexible <laughs> did you have a yellow fever now do you have an asian fetish oh that's how it's called you know you know um she just did she just did everything and she was really sweet and she um she had this squeaky voice when we were having sex <laughs> and I and I just I thought it was I thought it was really cute, you know. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. that did it for you. Hmm. And have you have you tried I, to like find that in other women, like any other woman, really? 
or is it just like was it just uh, a one-time thing uh, uh any woman that i've been with came really close or that one came as close to lisa as as any other woman that I've had. But why did you let her go? What happened? Yeah, sounds like she made a good impression. Oh, oh why did I let her go? Because she she um, was only here for a short amount of time, and oh. then she cruised back to okay, wherever that's she was the gonna one. Go and... Yeah, that's the one you met at the gas station that was just kind of in uh, the U.S. for a short amount of time. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's too ones bad. Because you fall for the ones that eventually have to leave. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah, it, it it was it wasn't yeah it was yeah. Okay, well that's kind of a sad but good story. At least you got something out of it. I mean, at least you got good stories that you can share here on Love, Lust, and the Devil. <laughs> any, yeah, I mean, any other was, questions, yeah, Wayne? Was, he's still um, thinking. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he needs to ventilate a little bit. I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think about you know it's all up there. I think about that, and I think about you know where I was going, and then I think about what I was doing here, you know, and and taking care of people and taking care of my houses and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I miss I miss that compatibility, and that and that was the reason why I um, first started calling Piper because I wanted to see if I can um, get some you know good ideas and. And about relationships and what to say to people and how to react when people react and things of that nature. Yeah. And so far, well, it's been going good because you've been calling like every night almost for Love Less Than the Devil. <laughs> you've been interacting with lots of people. So I guess that broadens yeah, horizons. I, hmm. I think there's a lesson yeah, uh, there, it, though, for, for everyone listening is when you have an amazing relationship and you can't really get it back we fall into this trap of chasing something from the past and that will prevent us from moving forward because we're still hung up on someone that we don't have. And I've seen this a lot with some male friends who are still, you know, thinking about their exes and compare every other woman or every new woman to this one person that's no longer in their life. And it's unfortunate because they get stuck. Okay, so that is your experience. And that's more with your male friends than with your girlfriends? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, men are very sentimental too. And when they fall in love and fall hard, they usually refer to the girl that got away. And I seem to hear that more among men than the women who can just maybe more easily move on. Oh, that's interesting. Wayne, does that resonate with you? Or how do you feel about this? it It sure does. And also... When when I was with when I was with Lisa for all those years, um, I when she finally went away and I didn't see her anymore, my brain was basically telling me everything bad in our relationship knocks out the good. And all I hear all I hear in my head is all the bad stuff that, that happened in my relationship. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well that's You know what I mean? Anything that's bad, like calling like not not standing up for me in certain areas, not doing this, not mm-hmm. doing this correct, picking on me, calling me names, uh, all these things in our relationships that the relationship that happened when we were together all just came back in a big rush, like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of everything that 
maybe I was thinking that maybe my subconscious was telling me was giving me everything bad so I wouldn't go back to that situation. Hmm. Well, that's a possibility. Maybe you were hurt, so it was better if you thought about like the bad stuff so that you were going to get over it faster. Like Humans are really good to try yeah. to cope in that way. But look at you now. Uh -huh. yeah. You're good now. You're like you're calling the show. You got a profile. It's it's getting moving forward. Yeah, moving forward. So yeah, the thing. Yeah, hmm, you're in yeah, a good place. It's like I say, you know. Yeah, it's you know you want to you know you want that in in back of your mind you want the relationship back and then all of a sudden your subconscious starts getting you with all this bad stuff and mm -hmm. well me personally anyway. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for calling, Wayne, and for sharing all the, these amazing details. Again, you're, you're a great uh, co-host. Uh -huh. <laughs> thank you so much, Wayne. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, I'll be on the sidelines. Oh, I tried to get on that uh, radio thing. It wouldn't let me, but we could talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, need, I need to get that fixed. I'm still working on it. <laughs> but thank you very much for mentioning it, Wayne. No problem. No problem. I'm, I'm very patient. Yes, you are. You are very patient. Thank you very much for your patience. <laughs> Have a great evening, Wayne. We'll chat tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> I like your listeners. They're amazing, huh? They're quite engaging. Mm -hmm. Well, did, did that spark anything in you? I saw you were like taking notes. Did you want to talk about something, April? Um... No, I, I really love that uh, the men who are listeners are really open to it because obviously something's not working and there really is no better way to uh, look than to the females in your life. And, you know, we're all the same. We all might have different tastes and different approaches. But at the end of the day, I think we're all just looking for a decent person, you know, <laughs> someone who can be as as compatible and as close as possible but mm -hmm. uh, yeah it, it should be it should be fun right and not really stressful so take away the stress and pressure off of like meeting the one okay okay and do you think there's better chances of it happening meeting the one if you take like all of these things away well this might be more directed to the women who are are, you know, so ripe and ready to meet, like, their forever partner. <laughs> and okay. what I hear from the men is that this this is one reason why men in their 30s like older women, because we have already had our kids. Maybe we were already married, so we're not putting any pressure on them to be our future life partner. Uh -huh. Whereas women in their 30s, they're ready to settle down. Maybe you know, a lot sooner than these guys are ready. So um, one, one guy explained it very well. He mm -hmm. said, you know, women in their 20s have, have great bodies and are like super tight and fit, but the conversations were not really satisfying them. Women in their 30s were looking to settle down and have children and have families, and these men were still not ready and, and wanted to keep playing the field mm -hmm. and then so they said um, the best match were women in their 40s who are more experienced wise intelligent great at conversation 
probably had more sexual experiences and know how to give pleasure okay. as much as receive pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, and this is no, no stab at, at the younger women, but maybe some girls just, you know, uh, from what I hear, just don't know how to initiate or don't know how to participate fully and they just lay there. That's what I'm told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go, we want people to enjoy and participate because that, that is more motivating for the other person too. It okay. shouldn't just be all on one person. Yeah. So if they feel like they're doing all the work, there's probably not going to be another date. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting that you mentioned that because Lisa did say a bit the same thing in our TED talk. And then this kind of thing, whereas most women do think that they just need to lay there and do the star. And it's a kind of, it's kind of there in society I for some weird reason for the men mm-hmm. right and for, from what you've heard from actual well, other men that that's what's been happening so they they actually told you that this is not working for them this yeah. this woman they not engaged hot chick phase they're <laughs> like hot chicks are not necessarily hot in bed <laughs> oh well, that is good to know that's good to know and yeah. Well, for your phases, like the way you've been dealing with this old, like a divorce and then the, the, the discovering yourself and all these things, what were the phases like? How would you describe them? Um, well, they would go on for some time, maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And then I would just have these feelings within myself of wanting something more, maybe more of a emotional connection or getting to know someone better beyond just the bedroom, mm-hmm. um, hanging out with someone and watching a movie, but not necessarily having sex, right? Because mm-hmm. at first, when especially if you're on a dating app, there's just this expectation that we're there for sex. But maybe that's why there's other um, apps like Bumble and Hinge, where People are looking for something more serious or ongoing, but not like super serious or monogamous. Um, yeah, so those phases happen and they come and go. And my, my close friends will notice these shifts in myself and and they'll say, oh, you're not you don't have as many stories anymore. or You don't <laughs> seem as active. And I say, yeah, yeah, I'm slowing down. I'm just taking it easy and finding other pleasures in my life so that. They're not always dependent on just this, you know, this new novelty. Mm-hmm. So maybe I came to a point where I thought, okay, this is not really working for me anymore. Um, I've found great people. Let's just get to know them better. Okay. Mm, so that was your uh, your walk, kind of the way the way you're all navigating this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. discovering like every single day, I guess, like it's something new always happens. I feel like part of me is in Europe and part of me is in Vancouver. So there's the local dates and, um, you know, those are pretty casual. But, you know, there's always this nice anticipation of, you know, oh, I met someone, you know, three months ago in Paris and I'm going to Paris in April. Mm -hmm. So I'll get to see them again. And all this time has gone by and you know, maybe the feelings are no longer there, but maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, um, yeah, distance also can, can play a role in, in a disadvantage and an advantage too. Mm. 
And well, okay, we haven't talked about, well, you told me this, but you haven't told like everybody on the show. So April in Paris, how did the name for that podcast came to be? Um, I think there's a there's a movie called April in Paris. So it just had a very nice ring to it. And of course, we're all familiar with Emily in Paris. And as I was watching the adventures of Emily in Paris and her lovers and, and her career there, I just thought um, if if Emily had gotten married, had three kids and eventually get divorced, I would be the continuation of her life in Paris. <laughs> I would be the MILF edition, um, you know, after Emily has grown up and gone through her whole life. So um, I thought it was a little cute and the, the name people are familiar with and the MILF edition is more like the shocker, right? Because again, people don't associate me with sex or talking about sex and putting myself out there. That's why this podcast is, is very significant because um, it's me in my expression. Okay. There's no holding back, right? There's no shame. Like you said, let's just put that aside. And, and we all want to talk about this. And probably with your girlfriends or my girlfriends, at least, they don't have opportunities to talk about sex. And when they do, it, it has the, the most laughter, playfulness, fun than all our conversations. Oh, so you would suggest to do that more, bring that more up, the whole sex subject. Hmm. Yeah, because I think when somebody at the dinner table brings it up, everyone just like freezes. They're <laughs> like, uh, are we talking about sex now? Or do we want to know what our friends are doing in the bedroom? So it's a very touchy, still taboo subject, but I think we're opening up about it. And okay. I'm glad. As a society, you mean like as, yeah, as, as more people are open about it? Mm. I think we have to test it, Piper. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> we have to take these conversations to the mainstream. You mm -hmm. know how everyone thought yoga was a cult? Well, oh. why don't we start normalizing talking about sex, right? <laughs> that's what Trafel's mission is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So did, did you try a Trafel chocolate? Oh, of course. I was very, um, I had a big big position in in launching the product really? so I helped them um, yeah formulate the chocolates I taught them how to make it I helped with um, writing marketing and presentations to rooms filled with women and we would just ask this audience of imagine a hundred women in the audience mm -hmm. and we said who here doesn't want better sex <laughs> Like, put up your hand if you don't want better sex. Like, no one's going to put up their hand. Mm -hmm. And yet, they're still very shy about talking. Like, everyone gets all giggly and, and they're like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> does this really work? And, you know, we were guinea pigs. We were all married for 10, 15 years. We took the chocolates. Uh, we saved marriages. Uh, we brought couples closer together. So there was so much positive um, impact that this cho chocolate Trafel <laughs> brought to our lives. Yes, and for those of us who are listening and haven't seen the actual Love, Lust and the Devil with Lisa and I talking about Trafel and these chocolates, so these chocolates are infused with cannabis and a little bit of mushrooms. And so it, it they are kind of not used, but they were in the quest to kind of have this sexual opening, this discovery of yourself and intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. So what we found was that the cannabis in it allowed um, 
you to be present, to be more present to your partner, um, more enhanced sensation. So the touch would feel better, you know, food would taste better. And then the addition of mushrooms was the intimacy and the heart opener so that the men could actually or they wanted to talk about their feelings more. <laughs> okay, so you would say that maybe like the, the marijuana was more for female and then the, the mushroom more for male. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Then they call it Trafello for the men. <laughs> oh, really? That's actually a good well, twist. Well, I was just joking. <laughs> no, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. It works. And and Lisa discovered that, you know, her partner wanted to talk more. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just about having sex. It was now sex and intimacy combined. Okay. So the formula stuck. Wow. And you were the guinea pig, so you were actually testing all of these chocolates and doing yep. all of this in like in, your kitchen. We were testing it. We were tasting it. We were playing around with different doses, um, getting feedback and really like refining it. So that's why it comes in multiple doses, because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you just want to connect and laugh with your friends. Yeah. And I don't drink alcohol, so this is a very good replacement for me that <laughs> it's It replaces two or three glasses of wine mm -hmm. with zero hangover. <laughs> yeah, that's the wonderful so thing about marijuana. It's yeah. way no lighter. Hangover. You don't waste the next day. <laughs> And do you have like one or well, maybe two, I don't know, like funny stories about when you were cooking it or when... Is there something that happened that is going to stay with you for, for like forever? Not really in the cooking of it, but definitely in the experiencing of it. Um, I've had a few partners where, you know, after being together for some time and I want to try something different, I, I will plant the seed and say, you know, would you be open to trying um, Trafel? Mm -hmm. And some are already, you know, familiar with the cannabis, but not this combination And it starts with intention, right? So, so the, I, I would say, well, there's a reason we're taking this. It's to um, not change who we are in our experience, but experience each other with heightened awareness. Okay. And so we don't have to do crazy things, you know? Everyone comes to the place where maybe their sexual relationship hits a plateau. Mm-hmm. So, and then they think, oh, well, maybe we should uh, try BDSM. Maybe we should try role play or costumes or, you know, crazy out of the box things like that. Yeah. Uh, but really, if you just add Trafel to the mix and do everything the same, it's a game changer. <laughs> it's already this little, this little more, this, this thing yeah. more. It's wow. just like, yeah, a little bit more intense, but can also be very. Um, liberating wow. because you're not in your head mm -hmm. you don't have to think you just you know go with it huh. and so you were you were testing the chocolate you were all together did you feel like you got sexual together did you like take off your clothes with the women yeah <laughs> oh we have had some trafel parties and they look like bachelorette parties <laughs> so they turn into like sexy dancing the women would go and um, take burlesque shows. So so the Trafel, I think, gives you the courage, too, to be more in your sexuality and to make you feel more sensual. Oh, wow. Uh, it heightens your, your sensuality. For a lot of women who 
um, might have more masculine tendencies or um, too much in their head, I think the trafel allows them to be more in their feminine. Mm. And did yeah. you feel that um, women are more like open? Like, I mean, more, okay, I'm not going to say that all women are lesbian, but all women are very central and have this thing. And so when on trafel, did you feel that there was more of a sensuality that was there that could be actually sexual towards other women? Yes, definitely. Because um, what happens when you're on trafel, you love the sensation of touch. Oh. So next thing you know, you and your friends are giving each other massages. And one of our friends loves giving massages. She turned it into a new business. Oh, really? And she's a giver, right? So, okay. so when someone wants to give you a massage, naturally you will receive it. <laughs> and, you know, there's a fine line. It might not be sensual or sexual, but it's definitely sensual. Because now, you know, your friends who you would never touch are all of a sudden turning into a cuddle party. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. And did you, so. did you have sex with your, your friends? Did you have like... Not. I did not. No? And this is a funny thing because uh, men that I meet, when they hear about this and know that I have these friends, they assume that they can easily have a threesome. They're like, oh, oh well, maybe you would like to invite your friend to come along. And I said... No, our friends are not like that with each other. Okay. We're happy to talk about sex, but definitely we're not having sex with each other. But we are more open. <laughs> but no, it hasn't gotten sexual. Okay. I guess that depends on the people. That depends on the friendship too. It's not, again, it's not because you take marijuana that you become the sexual beast. <laughs> like no. You need to have this connection with the, the person. Intention. Yes, yeah. the intention to be there. Because if you're not with the right person or you're not in the right mood again, it's not it's yeah. not gonna happen that way. Huh. Yeah. Like we always talk about set and setting and similarly, like Viagra doesn't just give you an immediate heart on. Like you still have to be turned on. Yeah. So for it to go further. That's a Simil good one. Because I, I did hear that from some men who were like, um, let's say trying to have sex with another woman, but it, it, They were just trying to have sex. They weren't actually involved or the intention was not like loving this other person or anything like that. So it didn't work out. It just, yeah. If you're not attracted to the person, then uh, there's so much it can do. Hmm. Exactly. It's <laughs> not going to work. And the body doesn't lie. Oh. oh I've explain. been in this situation where I was with someone and, uh, you know, just to be honest, I think he, he was a smoker. Okay. And. The smell of cigarettes on this person was not a turn on. He was very attractive and very nice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when we got more intimate, I wasn't like my body wasn't responding. Okay. And I just couldn't do it. And, and you know, maybe he was frustrated or felt rejected. But I said, I'm sorry, like, I can't even fake it. Mm -hmm. So if there's no interest, you know, please don't force yourself to do anything that you're not comfortable with it and you know they think oh well maybe you should just use lube well if you're turned on you're gonna have a natural lubricant <laughs> and you're gonna have your own moisture so if I need to use like an an a lubricant then I think I should listen to my body Okay, that's good advice. That's good advice for all of the people, especially in the dating scene, because you're you're there, you're meeting so many new people. 
you're not sure. Sometimes you have this thing in your head where like it, it needs to happen. Like you said, people think that these dating apps sometimes are just for sex, just for like hookups. So you go in it with this kind of fear of maybe not not having sex and then how is the other person going to react so so you still do it but you shouldn't if you're not feeling like it you, you shouldn't yeah and especially um for older women too like you anybody actually any mm -hmm, woman mm -hmm. has any right to just stop what you're doing and say it's not working for me i think you need to leave And uh, I do have a couple of incidences where I just said, you know, I, I know it's disappointing because we had expectations, you know, myself included, but maybe in, in the walk or in the conversation, they just said something that didn't sit right with me mm -hmm. or one guy, he was actually rude and uh, I was at a hotel and I said, nope that's not acceptable and you're just going to have to leave. And he was, he was totally naked and <sighs> okay. he's like, are, are you sure? Like you want me to leave? I go, yep. And, and I was watching him put his clothes on and he was just like, I don't know, maybe embarrassed, but I said, it's too late. You don't get a second chance. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good for you. I mean, you need to respect yourself and that's, that's doable both from the man's side, the woman's side or LGBTQ plus, whatever side you're on. It doesn't matter if you're not feeling it, you shouldn't go through with it and you should respect yeah. yourself enough to do it. But those are the, like the really tough choices you're going to have to make and these things you're going to have to stand up for yourself when, when you're there on the dating scene. Your voice. Yeah. yeah. You have to you like find your voice and not hold back um, and have regret, you know. Mm -hmm that's going to be the worst feeling than actually saying something. Yeah, that's good. I just, I saw a few comments, so let's go see. Okay, so we have Paula, Paula Castellon, North Vancouver realtor, who says, the parties excite the ladies and they take it home to their partners. Oh, well. <laughs> Paula is the one of the Trifel ladies. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It's like going to... Um, a male strip club <laughs> getting turned on and then going home to your partner. Okay. <laughs> and so th those are the events that you organize with Rafael. Well, those were the women only parties. Okay. So we were having Trafel nights, like girls night out mm -hmm. where we would just, you know, laugh and giggle and play games and eat food. And it was really fun and dance Mm -hmm. You know, so, and were so you in our friendships? Oh, sorry, April. Were you all on Trafel or were, were some not on the Trafel chocolate? Oh, no, we were all on Trafel okay. or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you just don't want to be the sober person at the party. <laughs> no for you. <laughs> and oh, that's nice. So, Paula does say that these parties, well, yeah, they're exciting. You get to meet new people, you get to actually explore yourself in a safe Well, sometimes safe way because some women do say that it's uh, more difficult to kind of find themselves with males. They prefer to not, not just sexually, but just to find themselves with other girlfriends to explore their sensuality, their sexuality, and then go back to men when they feel comfortable enough. A bit like strip teasing, burlesque, pole dancing, all of these arts yeah, that are more like sometimes even done with only women classes. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. And um I think women just need more tools or education and self-exploration to turn that part of themselves on. Oh. <laughs> It's 
because because we're so busy or caught up and you know grocery lists and laundry and you know whatever people are busy with in in their lives um they forget that they're a sexual being mm-hmm. <laughs> we just want to remind that uh, remind them of that and reignite that those desires oh. and so for anybody who's listening to us like when is the next event for Trafal Our next event is going to be on April 1st. Oh, Fool's so, Day. <laughs> yeah, April Fool's Day, but it's no joke. And uh, <laughs> you're going to have lots of fun no matter what. Uh, you're going to meet great people who who make you feel comfortable so that you can open up and, you know, really share from a place of being vulnerable. Like people are going in because they want to be better, be better partners better husbands, better wives, better lovers. So it's for singles just as much as couples and it's really helpful when the couple comes together. Oh, okay. And that is a mixed event so it's men and women? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And how do someone would do if they wanted tickets or they wanted to attend? They can go to the Trafel Instagram which is desire trafel um And there's going to be a link tree where they can buy tickets to the next event. And there's an early bird on until March 7th. Okay. So wonderful. I highly recommend, yeah, signing up early and you're going to see me there. And I get to facilitate, which I love. Um, yeah. And you're just going to hear four very different stories from the four different facilitators. Okay. Learn a lot about yourself. And so how long have you been a facilitator for? Uh, well, officially, I just facilitated uh, the last event that Lisa was promoting, and it was my first time. Hmm. And we've really just refined um, all the events that we did before and brought it to, like, a very fun sex workshop. Oh. So, yeah. That's Where amazing. it's not work, but it's actually fun and playful. And how do you get your ideas for the podcast? Do you get them like when you go to the events for Trafel or do you just take them from your your, your dating life? How, how do you find those? Yeah, the um, hmm, that's a good question because before I record an episode, um, I'll think, okay, what is going to be helpful for others? What would be helpful for listeners? So I've done podcasts on like your dating profile or faux pas, mm. like what not to do, um, how to like, you know, stand up for yourself and be confident and put yourself out there because, you know, it's very brave. So um, we really have to just go past our comfort zone. Um And then I'll put little stories of my travels to Paris or um, talk about some adventures with more significant, memorable partners. And when I was in Paris, I also uh, went to some sex clubs. Oh. So people are really curious about that. I haven't actually recorded um, an episode about that yet, but that's going to be coming up. Oh, so, so everybody, yeah. April in Paris <laughs> on Spotify, there's an episode that's going to be coming up mm-hmm, about the sex mm-hmm. club in Paris. Yeah, and v- people are very curious because um, we don't have those types of clubs here, and they're actually for couples. Oh. So um, they're more like swingers clubs, I guess, but once you're inside... It's not that everyone is a married couple, mm-hmm. but 
there might be boyfriends and girlfriends or two friends go together. They just want to even out the male-female ratio. Okay. Yeah, so, I get that. Wow. Again, a new experience, right? <laughs> and, and different scenery. And, and they're all very elegant and classy and safe. You know, there's condoms everywhere. The people who work there make you feel so comfortable. And when they know it's your first time, they, they, they're extra nice to you. Okay. That's, yeah. I, I can't wait to hear more, but I'll wait for the podcast. I'll wait. I'll wait. I just do like everybody else. We'll wait for the podcast because <laughs> yeah. that's going to be a good sure. one. <laughs> I'll let you know when it airs. Wonderful. Well, we're almost at the end of our show. Is there anything else you want to add or leave as a message to the world, April? Well, um, if you want to get in touch with me, I have an Instagram, which is April in Paris 2023. I also have my own personal Instagram, which is April May Bellia, which is the same as my website, AprilMayBellia.com. And, you know, this is what I do for fun. It's my passion. I, I've always wanted to incorporate my passions into my career. So traveling to Paris. But when I am in Paris, I invite groups of women or solo travelers to come and join me so that we can explore and experience Paris together and you won't feel like a tourist. Oh. So that's something I'm launching as well. That's why it's called April in Paris. Mm -hmm. But um, I also promote retreats in Europe. So again, these are focused on women's retreats, um, transformational healing retreats with shamans and priestesses this is another side of my spiritual life that I really love to to share okay but um most of all my number one thing is being a startup coach so if there's a little a burning desire in yourself to launch a business mm -hmm. and you don't have a business background or a business degree come and talk to me so that we can you know maybe make your dream of owning a business a reality And so, so we can get in, that's wonderful. So we can get in touch with you on your website or on the Instagram for the business stuff. For the business stuff, I'd go to my website okay. and you're going to see the travel part and you're going to see the startup coaching part. Oh. And that's aprilmaybellia.com. Perfect. So there's everything on there. So then once you're there, you'll be fine. You just click on the one you, you want to do right now. So either the travel, either the mentorship. Exactly. And for the podcast, well, we, we can find you on Spotify, but are you anywhere else? Um, no, Anchor puts uh, me on Spotify because at the end of each episode, I play a French pop song. Mm -hmm. So that's only allowed on Spotify, I guess. Okay, <laughs> that's that's perfect. Yeah. Well, April, April in Paris, the MILF edition. <laughs> April in Paris, the MILF edition. Uh -huh. Definitely put that on your listening. Mm-hmm listening uh, playlist on Spotify because everybody's on Spotify nowadays so it's super easy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. plus okay. I'm airing one of your episodes on WTPRradio.com like around 11 a.m. every day until Saturday so oh, everybody can get a little bit <laughs> of course while you're on the show that's why <laughs> and that's the interview with the Trafel ladies so yes. they can get more information about the events coming up too exactly so April you stay with me But we will say bye to everybody else <laughs> and then we'll go backstage together for a little bit. Okay, you're good? Okay, Perfect. I'm here. <laughs> all right, so April is staying here. But to all of you who took this time to tune in for like hours and hours, thank you so much. This was Love, Lust and the Devil and it airs from Monday to Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. 
If you don't know when Pacific time is, don't worry. Just go to WTPRradio.com, click the live schedule. Yeah, it's a Google calendar. I know, we're still in 1990. But don't worry, it's going to do the job for you. It'll give you all of the upcoming episodes. And if you want to tune in for the live radio, mm-hmm. WTPR Radio is live 24-7 with the little radio player. So you can get me video mm -hmm, on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. You can get me audio on WTPRradio.com. And you can even read the blog and the articles. And there's one out right now for you to read about April in Paris. I suggest you read that before you go to bed this evening. And you leave a comment to tell us what you liked about this show And if you have more questions for April, well, just find her on her Instagram. Super easy. Okay, we'll leave you with that for now and see you in the next one.